Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and get started. Thank you, Delilah, for joining me. I've been following you for so long now, and I love the content that you post. You're just so cute. So I, I really wanted to bring you on a live call and yeah. introduce my followers to veganism and also talk about Reiki healing. Is it pronounced Reiki or is it something else? No, Reiki. It's Reiki, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I never knew if I was saying it right or not. Um, so I want to introduce my followers to that. Hi, Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so to introduce Delilah, Delilah Basase is an intuitive eating dietitian who specializes in nutrition for pregnancy and postpartum with an extra focus on vegan and vegetarian nutrition. She also works with clients who are not necessarily vegan and vegetarian, but simply want to eat more plants without going on a diet. Delilah is also a certified Reiki energy healer, and by incorporating this into her nutrition work, she's able to provide holistic support to her clients and help alleviate the mental stress that comes with food and nutrition. Her goal is to guide her clients towards healthy and sustainable eating habits without restrictive dieting. And she wants her clients to have a healthy relationship with food and eat in a way that honors their body. Delilah is committed to empowering her clients so that they can feel confident in their food choices and achieve food freedom. So that is Delilah, everyone. <laughs> and as all of you may know, my name is Akira. I'm a dietitian that focuses on mental health. So I really want to bring Delilah on today because a part of her work has to do with Reiki healing, which can really help with your mental health. But we're going to start off with asking some questions about veganism first. So just some background knowledge. So the first question is, what does it mean to be vegan? So vegan, it's kind of layered, honestly. So vegan can be a lifestyle and it can also be a diet. So that's kind of the part where people start to split hairs. So in terms of vegan diet you know people can follow a vegan diet but not necessarily not necessarily vegan lifestyle okay so in terms of a vegan diet it's synonymous with plant-based plant-based vegan in terms of diet it's the same it means you are abstaining or i sound so like a professor it means you're avoiding um eating anything from an animal so that's your meat dairy eggs fish beef pork even honey too because that comes from um beet or insects which is an animal so that's it in terms of diet. Um, but there are people who, in addition to following a vegan diet, they also choose to follow a vegan lifestyle because we want to keep in mind that um, people are drawn to being vegan for different reasons. Like yeah. some folks are drawn to it for health purposes. So, you know, the diet is enough for them, but other folks are drawn to it for moral and spiritual purposes or environmental purposes. So then they follow the diet or vegan lifestyle as well. So that means in addition to avoiding animal products from your food, you're also avoid animal products in terms of what you use on a day-to-day. -day. So your clothes, that means no leather, um, skincare products, beeswax, since even a lot of skincare products, ceramides are not vegan, things like that. And also things that you clean with, things that you, like your bed sheets, not using any wool. Um, so that's a vegan lifestyle where it, it goes beyond the food you eat and it and it also goes towards, you know, reducing harm to the environment and to other living beings. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, like I knew there was vegan products, but I honestly never put two and two together that people follow a vegan diet and a vegan lifestyle. Like I, I knew about it, but I didn't realize, like, I don't know why I never put those two things together. So it's good that you yeah. explained it. That's really cool because it, it does make sense to, if you want to do it to save the animals and the environment, then to also follow the lifestyle. So that you're not mm -hmm. using products and things made from animals. So that makes For a lot sure. of sense. And I'm, I, I'm sure that helps a lot of people to understand a better perspective of what it, it means to be either on a vegan diet or to follow a vegan lifestyle. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. And the second question is, what is the difference between plant-based, vegan, and vegetarian? So plant-based, and it's, it's kind of frustrating nowadays because a lot of non-plant-based, non-vegan brands are kind of just jumping on that word and yeah. on their packages just to get you. Oh my God, I was livid one day when I bought this pizza that had plant-based in big words. Yeah. And I got home and found out that it, that it actually had cheese in it. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, livid. They, they do that Ooh. all the time now. Oh it's so annoying. Right? Oh my goodness. So really like by definition, plant-based means that it, contains only plants like it has nothing from an animal so a medicine can be plant-based meaning has nothing that came from an animal food can be plant-based so it means the product itself has nothing from an animal um nowadays people are really splitting hairs talking about 
plant-based diet can mean that you just eat mostly plants or it's like a it's a food that has mostly plants plants in it and that is so frustrating to no end yeah. um, when you're talking about diet and plant-based like it's synonymous with vegan because it, it's plants only um and then we kind of just broke down you know vegan you know diet versus lifestyle and all that and then for vegetarian that essentially means that you don't eat animal flesh so no like actual fish chicken beef pork um but you do accept either dairy and or eggs and then that comes down to the person so they might eat eggs but not cheese and milk or it could be vice versa or both um it's considered lacto vegetarian if you just eat dairy or lacto ovo if you eat eggs and dairy okay yeah so that that's good. That was a good explanation. Um, so I know for a lot of people, it can definitely get confusing, especially with the plant-based because of like, the food label rules and things like that. So like food companies yeah. are allowed to say certain things, but then that might like confuse the audience and then they may end up doing what you do, just thinking that they bought a plant-based pizza and it ended up having cheese in it. So it's yeah. really annoying. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I found, cause like I was in such a rush, just like, you know how you are when you're at the grocery store, like, oh, yeah. I'll pizza real quick. And it was big letters plant-based underneath it, chicken. So they were advertising that the chicken on this pizza was, was plant-based. Yeah. But like if if your meat is plant-based, like you would presume that <laughs> the cheese is yeah. plant-based too. So it was just so frustrating. And I just and I'm a dietitian and they still got me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like imagine for like every other person who's not reading labels so closely. So I I do feel like I hope that one day um I hope that day is close for there's more tighter regulation around that. Yeah, um, for sure. Me too. Yeah, because it can definitely be confusing. And for some people that want to be plant-based for possibly like medical conditions or allergies and they end up getting that yeah. back so they can cause like a whole entire thing. So I hope they do also. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the third question is, this is just like a general question because obviously like you can't give answers for like a specific person, but like typically on like a plant-based or vegan vegetarian diet, you may be lacking certain vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. because you're taking away a primary component of the American diet, which involves a lot of animal protein. So if mm -hmm. you could just go over some different types of vitamins and minerals that may possibly be needed on a vegan diet or check if you want to go vegan. Definitely. So... I feel like now people have kind of started to realize that the protein, like the lack of protein is, is, is a myth. You can definitely get protein from plants. So I won't yeah. spend too much time on that. Um, but in terms of, you know, very specific nutrients to supplement, there definitely are that you for sure have to take that are non-negotiable because we're not getting them from, from our diet when we're vegan. So B12 is number one. We definitely need to supplement with B12. Um, fun fact about B12 though is it actually comes from these from bacteria in the soil who create it and normally the animals would eat you know bacteria would end up you know in their in their feed and then we would eat those animals and whatnot um but nowadays because of soiling practices from what i understand like the soil quality is so poor yeah. that even the farm animals have to be supplemented with, with b12 though oh really that does oh. yeah because it, the, the soil quality is not um, rich anymore with those yeah. with those bacteria that would normally like create the B12. So if the farm animals are supplementing, like we might as well supplement too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, oh my gosh, like we, we humans, we've, we've done a lot to this earth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So B12 is non-negotiable. Um, another one that you want to uh, be on top of is omega-3s. Yes. So um, honestly, even me, like way back in the day, like I also used to believe that eating enough plant-based omega-3s would be sufficient. However, I've come to learn that that's really not good advice, at least right now. And you know probably more than anyone that the world of nutrition is ever-changing. So with omega-3s, it's always important to understand that we have our plant-based omega-3s, and then we also have the omega-3s that we find um, from algae and our fish, and all that they eat the algae and that's where when we eat fish that's why um, fish is a good source of that type of omega-3 um, however that is a different type of omega-3 those are called DHA and EPA whereas what we find in walnuts chia flax hemp that's ALA now the EPA and DHA that's so much more important to our body um, for our brain health development cognitive function um, even heart health 
And um, our body does convert a very small amount of the AOA to that more, you know, crucial form. However, as of right now, there's still no clear clinical guideline of like how much ALA, like how much chia flax hemp a person should eat, should eat to ensure like adequate conversion yeah. to those other more crucial forms. And so because of that, that's why I consider omega-3s to also to be now like a non-negotiable, like you should just take it to be safe for like for your best health. Um, so those are the top two non-negotiables. Um, one other one that people are usually kind of curious about is iodine because the main sources of iodine really are um, seafood and dairy. Yeah. Um, however, it's not, from what I've learned so far, it's it's kind of weird because even though vegans tend to eat a little bit less iodine, depending on if you eat seaweed and stuff, um, they tend to not have thyroid issues and it's not totally understood why. So you don't necessarily need to take an iodine supplement, but still include sources of iodine in your diet. So iodine salt is one of them. Yeah, holosophos are just like, I don't know it's the devil, but it actually <laughs> has iodine in it. Sea salt does not, it has like little to none, yeah. and iodine salt has significant iodine in it. Um, and also some seaweed snacks too, like if that fits your taste palette. Okay. Um, yeah, so those are like the top three, your B12, your omega-3, oh, and vitamin D3 plus K2, that's the third one. I mean, that really kind of goes across the board for vegans and non-vegans, yeah. but definitely for vegans for sure, you want to take our vitamin D3 plus K2. Yeah, so first. I want to say when it comes to omega-3s, I personally choose to take a supplement because I feel as though even though I do get enough, well, at least I think I get enough from plants, I always feel like you can always mm -hmm. use extra of it because we, I, there's not much of it in like the American diet. So I think yeah. that um, supplementing it is beneficial for people. And also when it comes to vitamin D and K2, I know that you just released your brand new vegan supplements if you want to go ahead and talk about that for a little bit so people can know about it. Absolutely. Um, and one quick thing I just remembered when you were talking about taking your omega-3 supplement is um, fish. They recommend to have about three servings of fish per week. Yeah. And I've learned that with a lot of clients, even my clients who eat fish, they don't always eat that much. Like Americans just don't eat that much seafood. So yeah. Even if you're not vegan, yeah, it's probably a good idea to take your omega-3. Um, but yeah, so I, <laughs> um, I did just launch a, a vegan supplement line and we are starting out with a vitamin d3 plus k2 supplement and i'm so excited um especially because kate like people like vitamin d3 it, it had its prime time golden hour during the covid pandemic like yeah. everyone knows what like, vitamin d is right <laughs> it got so much airtime right yeah that vitamin um but everyone knows about it like okay i need my vitamin d immune system all that bones everything so people the general public understands vitamin d but what people are much less aware of is vitamin k2 yeah. and how those two nutrients interact um and especially for vegans because we the your typical food sources of vitamin k2 are meat and some cheeses and there is one plant-based food that's really really rich in vitamin k2 and it's called natto it's a fermented soybean dish from japan and most Americans are not eating that, don't have access to it, don't know what it is, right? Yeah. So no one's really eating um, vitamin K2, especially if you're vegan. And those two nutrients are synergistic. So, you know, all those benefits that we have, that we know about with um, vitamin D, such as strong bones, strong teeth, heart health, all that, preventing heart disease, that is made possible by having K2 combined. And a lot of folks are just not aware of it. So yeah. if you're just taking your vitamin D, like these crazy high doses yeah. without your K2, it's not doing a whole lot. So that's why, and also I just, I, you might've gone through this too and working with clients, they're taking all kinds of supplements. They really yeah. don't know much about them. And you're like filtering through them and you're like, wow, this is kind of, this is kind of garbage. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying it lightly um but that's because like there's these like really shiny flashy ads but the people that are behind the company and the formulations know nothing about nutrition yeah. at all like they're just like all right this looks good this is trending and so that's kind of what really drove me into this was that there needs to be like wouldn't that be a wild idea a nutrition expert to actually make some nutrition supplements you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah no, exactly. the people yeah so that's what drove me i was like i this is too much like we need to <laughs> yeah i need to be able to <laughs> i want to like have something that i can recommend to clients as good quality yeah um yeah 
absolutely and that makes a lot of sense because i always see like celebrities like releasing supplements and i know that they know absolutely nothing about nutrition and stuff like that i was out with my friend the other day and she wanted to get courtney kardashian's new supplement and i was looking at it and i I mean i never even heard of it because i don't pay attention to like celebrities i don't even follow celebrities literally but um i was looking at it and i was like this is not worth buying because it was 30 servings for thirty dollars, they paying a dollar per pill, and then the mm-hmm. amount that was in it was so like it wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of what mm-hmm. it was supposed to be for, and it was just like it was just like a to me it just seemed like a like a money gimmick. So I was just like wow, mm-hmm. like whatever. But people will go for it because it's a celebrity, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's shiny, it's flashy, like it has all the right buzzwords. You know what I'm saying. Um, but then when you look at the actual ingredients like you did, which a lot of people don't yeah. do because they, they trust the front, but they're not looking <laughs> looking at the back. Or even if they look at the back, they don't know what they're looking for, right? Yeah. And I feel like I've looked at her website too and the products as well. And I think I remember I was looking at one with like B12 and it had like the synthetic B12 and such. And I was like, you know, this is not, it's not great. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the crazy thing is I, on their website, um, there's, and I, I can't recall like exactly what health, what type of healthcare provider there are, but I do remember like there being advertisements of, like, I don't know if it's a doctor, or a dietitian, a naturopath, or like I, I, I think I remember that they do actually advertise that they consult a healthcare professional yeah. in their product, um, but it wasn't a dietitian for her. Like I, I don't, it wasn't a dietitian. Yeah. So again, just saying. Yeah, and, and that's what's misconceiving too, is because like a lot of other healthcare professionals, like no one is as trained as nutrition as we are. Like we are medical nutrition experts, and people don't re- like realize that, and we're typically like underestimated and undervalued because people would rather listen mm-hmm. to a doctor, mm-hmm. and not to discredit mm-hmm. doctors, they're amazing, of course, but they don't get nutrition, yeah. well, extensive yeah. nutrition training in medical school. They only get like one to two classes. Some actually don't get any classes at all nutrition and then they just release all these supplements talk about all these diets Mm -hmm. and then people follow for their doctors and it can be more harm Mm -hmm. than good well more harmful than good so that's why it's important to have supplements made by dietitians who are actual experts who know what they're doing and that are going to create the best quality products possible Mm -hmm. so it's really cool that you created your own line of the d (laughs) and the k2 because that's really important for plant-based and like vegan diets Thank you. Uh, I'm excited. It's been quite a journey. I've been learning a lot. I've been describing it as a mountain that's being climbed. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it's, it's really on like the business side of things. It's, it's, it's a new landscape. And I've come to notice that in a lot of my interactions, just on the back end, the supplement world is very heavily run by a lot of men and a lot of men who are white. Yeah. And I'm neither, I'm neither of those things. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> And even in our nutrition world, it is a lot of women, yeah. a lot of white yeah. women, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's really, it's really good to see that you're like showing up for African-American women and black women in general. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Oh, and like, what, what was the process? Like, like not to get too into details, but like, like how'd you even like start going about that? Yes. So oof, I had to start just Googling like crazy. Um, I, so typically the process is, um, now unless you have an actual manufacturing facility, which most people will not um, have thousands of dollars, unless you're like Nestle or Abbott or whatever, you're going to reach out to what's called a contract manufacturer. And those are people who basically make the product for you. Now, there are two ways to go about it. You can either, ha- you can either buy basically a stock product that, that, manufacturer already has in, in stock and they just like slap your brand on it and like okay bam here you go which i learned a lot of companies do that and the benefit of that is you know there's no legwork right you're not really researching yeah. what goes together you're just kind of trusting like okay this has already been formulated um i guess i'll just start put my brand on it start selling it um however oftentimes those formulations are not really top quality it'll have yeah. like a poor yeah, like a version of the nutrient that's like a poor bioavailability or small amounts of it so that's one route to go or another route you can go is you just go up to them and say hey here's what i need this is the formula dot 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 um give me a quote how much it is to make this yeah so that's the route i went i came up with them i was like okay like this is what i want to make um i want the pill to have 
this many IUs of vitamin D, this many micrograms of vitamin K2. And then you, and then aside from that, I also have to go out and source, um, source the ingredients. So, uh, I mean, you could have them source it for you. Um, but it's, I like to be, I like to know where everything's coming from. Basically, yeah. And make sure yeah, that I, I figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, every, every, if, if they're a good manufacturer, they should be testing everything before it comes in and they should only work with the vetted suppliers. So even if you buy from a supplier, that's not in their in their uh, directory, they still have to test everything and make sure that like it's up to their standards for the facility. Um, but I do take an additional step and I do what's called third-party lab testing. So after it's been made and tested, <laughs> yeah, the supplement world is like so wild yeah. that you just can't, right? Like you can't just trust anything. So even after they have like done the manufacturing and testing and it, it's a clean, verified, certified facility, I send it to a completely different third-party lab to do their own testing. And um, then I actually, I post those tests. Like if you buy a product, you can go on my website and request to see your test results from your lot. Oh, because nice. like that is how, yeah. Cause like, I don't want to be like, yeah, I tested it. But like, is it really tested? So yeah. <laughs> transparency, like you can, you can, don't take my word for it. You can see the results for yourself. Um, absolutely. So that was, that's the process. And now it's, now it's here. I see there's a question. Oh yeah. Um, um did you want to answer? Okay, so Tally says I've been looking for a great vitamin company, especially ones that don't have a lot of fillers. I feel like um, which ones will you have? So right now I have vitamin D three plus K two. Um next up is actually going to be a protein powder. Ooh. And Ooh, I nice. feel you yes, I'm very excited for that. Um, and I feel you on, you know, not having like a bunch of unnecessary excessive ingredients. So my vitamin supplement is really just the powder um, and which is like the powder vitamins. And there is, I, I don't want to like butcher the word. Hold on. I'm just going to grab a bottle right now. Um, rice powder. Okay, nice. Simply just to fill the capsule because like when they fill the capsule, it has to like fill to a certain amount. Um, but that's not anything toxic and you do have to do that yeah and it's, it's a more holistic option versus like other ones that you can pick to be filled um even when i do the protein powder it's gonna be all organic powders nothing extra no artificial flavorings um after the protein powder i do also have coming down the pipeline a vegan multivitamin so oh, those nice. are some things. yeah so starting baby steps you know working out there's just been some things to be like on the lookout for to come down um, the pipeline, but absolutely there will be no unnecessary fillers. And we got subscription-based options to keep things simple. You know what I mean? Like set it and forget it. <laughs> okay, nice. It's nice, yeah. nice. So you guys heard her. So definitely check out her Instagram. It's, it's Be So Wellness, right? For your, your supplement mm -hmm. brand? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Be, be So Wellness, B-I-S-A. So we're going to go check out her supplements um, after the live call. So... That's so exciting. Congrats. Oh, I feel Thank like one day I'll probably make my own protein powder too. But I just felt like right now it'd be so much work. So I, I get like scared. Things are a lot of work. But it's so cool that you're doing it because like it gives other people inspiration to do the same things also. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Like once things kind of start to settle down, I want to share a little bit more about the back end story of it and like yeah. how to do it. So yeah, so it doesn't seem like such a mystery because, you know, other folks just like you might want to you know, go into this, venture into this too. And so now like document my journey. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Okay, so the next question is, can you basically, this is kind of like a big question, but just going over like um, basic vegan nutrition for prenatal and postpartum, like what are some certain things you need to focus on when you're prenatal and postpartum? Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to pregnancy, so prenatal pills, let's start with that. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. That is, I also plan out a prenatal pill because, oh, when you look, when you look closely at those ingredients, sometimes you're just like, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? Um, there's, there's a lot out there that are not that great. And it's really hard to know what you're looking for. So um, in terms of a vegan prenatal, you really want, one of the biggest things you want to make sure of is that it actually has synthetic vitamin A. So um, that's your preformed vitamin A. 
Wait, sometimes I get it backwards. The beta carotene versus vitamin A. Yeah, preform vitamin A. Oh I would God. say I can't um, confirm that. So I feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm on the spot right now. But beta carotene is the vitamin A that we find in plants. Yeah. And then we have the actual vitamin A, um, which, which we find in animals. And vitamin A is a really important nutrient during pregnancy. And um, our body does convert some beta carotene to the pro-vitamin A. That's it. Sorry, pro-vitamin A. It does convert some, some of it to the pro-vitamin A. Um, however, that it's kind of like the omega-3 situation. It's not sure how much will be converted. It can like vary across so many factors, age, health issues, whatever. Um, so for vegan people, it actually really is a good idea to have synthetic vitamin A in your prenatal supplement. Um, but in the world of prenatal supplements, um, you'll notice that that's kind of rare simply because for people who actually do eat meat, um, there's so, so much caution about taking excessive amounts of vitamin yeah. A when you're pregnant because it can, yeah, it can be very detrimental to your, to your growing baby. Yeah. And synthetic vitamin A is like something easy to go overboard on. So most companies just cut it out. Yeah. Um, but if you're vegan, it's definitely, um, important to have because we don't get that from plants at all so that's one um another one to be on the lookout for is iron so your needs like almost triple for iron in pregnancy especially in your second trimester it takes like the biggest toll um so you want to make sure you have like a solid 27 milligrams of iron like 100 of what you need especially because while you're pregnant as your pregnancy progresses you know in the beginning you might be eating all your greens and your beans but as time goes on get a little tired I'm saying you're going through changes. We might not have all the energy to eat all the beans and the greens yeah. <laughs> as often as we would like to. So I think it's really important that our, our prenatal has enough iron in it. Another one is zinc because so much, a lot of the foods that are rich in iron are also rich in zinc yeah. for plants. And again, making the beans, making the greens, it's, like, it, it gets a little bit tiring. Um, so zinc is important. Iodine as well. Um, make sure it has like a good amount of iodine. Looking at the percent daily value, if it's like around 60 or so percent, that would be ideal. Um, those are some of the top nutrients. I'm thinking of some other important. Oh, your omega-3s for sure, your vitamin D. Um, more likely than not, I always have my clients take a separate one because the single prenatal pill, whether it's a pill or a pack, nine times out of 10, they don't have enough omega-3 or vitamin yeah. D. So yeah, you're gonna have to like just take a separate one. Um, just separate from your actual prenatal pill because with vitamin D in pregnancy is kind of crazy, but the amount that's recommended like per, you know, NIH is wildly lower compared to what research has found to be actually adequate to maintain a healthy pregnancy for both um, the mom and the baby to like have adequate vitamin D stores. So just to give you an idea, like it's between 600, yeah, it's 600 IUs that they recommend for pregnancy and postpartum, but they found that 2,000 to 4,000 is actually what is needed. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel ooh. like when it comes to vitamin D, at least in Black people specifically, we need higher amounts of it. So I'm surprised mm -hmm. that they would only recommend 600 when it's typically recommended 2,000 to 4,000. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how much I take, and I'm not yeah. pregnant, right? <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, definitely for my pregnant clients, I just recommend them take to, to, to take 4,000 because up to 4,000 is like found to be safe. Yeah. Um, crazy thing. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the majority of vitamin D pills on the market are like 5,000 and up. And most people don't even realize that 4,000 is the max. Yeah. <laughs> I actually talked to one of my clients about that the other day because she bought a supplement from a doctor mm -hmm. and it had 10,000 IUs of vitamin D. And I was like, are you sure it's 10,000 and not 1,000? Yeah. And she was like, no, it's 10,000. And I was like, all right, I think we need to cut that out because you should be taking yeah. at most 4,000. I explained to her that any vitamin and mineral in excess is going to mm. cause toxicity. Sure. And she had no idea. And this doctor is legit selling a supplement that's 10,000 IUs, so which is like double the amount that, you're, that you need for your body vitamin D. So mm -hmm. it's crazy. Wowzers. Yeah, it's just just like reiterates our point even more right oh my goodness yeah but yeah it's crazy yeah but sorry um no i was just gonna read what callie's comment but, but you can keep going yes oh no go go for it oh, she said yes i'm a nutritionist for moms and infants and most of my moms are iron deficient yes that is yeah that's huge i feel like even for the moms that are non-vegan 
um, pregnancy just takes such a big toll on your iron stores yeah. that it is, yeah, I, I feel like you're, you really want your prenatal to have like the max and then still try your best to make sure you're eating, you know, your, your iron rich foods. Um, another little hack is investing in a cast iron skillet. Yeah. It's also good too. Cause that's just like another way to uh, get more iron in your, in your diet and like in a way that, you know, you don't realize. So that's also a really good way to learn too. Have you heard about the iron fish? Yes. I heard about a while ago. Yeah. Um, like it's this little thing you can just like put it in your soup pot. Yeah. Right. Or like put um, it in water that... and stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. How's that like made its way here? Cause so when I first heard about it, it was a long time ago and it was like, a little pilot study, I think, somewhere in Southeast Asia. I can't remember where. Um, but I don't know it's, if it's not something that people can just buy now. Yeah, like or... they have like a whole, huh? I'm pretty sure the brand is called Lucky Brand or something, or no. Lucky Brand Iron mm. Fish, I think. And I learned about it in, like when I was an undergrad. And mm -hmm. last I checked, I was going to buy it from my mom and I like a few years ago, but I never did. Because mm -hmm. it's pretty expensive. Because like one fish is like 80 and then like mm -hmm. two is like one something. Mm -hmm. But there are these little fish that you can add to like, your food and stuff. But you mm -hmm. have to, I think you either, I might be wrong. I think you have to add it with something that's citrus or avoid okay. it with citrus, something like that. Yeah. Like, we know iron vitamin C go hand in hand. But yeah. I'm not sure what it was with the iron fish, but it was something that you had to add yeah. with it. And then it, um, it helps to add more iron to like your water and your food and your mm -hmm. beverages and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I definitely want to try one day, but yeah. um, not right now. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah. Is it would be a good investment? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I don't think I'm anemic anymore, at least not right now. Mm -hmm. But like, this is like a whole like backstory random. But like, I studied abroad in the Netherlands a few years ago, and when I was oh. there, I went vegan for a few months because I was dealing with like reoccurring yeast infections and I didn't know what to do because mm -hmm. I was on medication for like literally months and okay. I wasn't doing anything that would really trigger it but it just wouldn't go away mm -hmm. so I was mm -hmm. trying all different types of diets I was like this was before I became like a dietitian so I was doing like mm -hmm. a lot of like not the best things like fasting and like like starving myself literally to get rid of this yeast infection yeah. and I went vegan for a few months and I didn't do it properly I just went straight cold turkey into being vegan and so mm -hmm. my iron levels dropped so much. I had to go to the hospital. I think my iron was at like a six or something or like oh, a, no. a seven or a, yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was really low. And I was yeah. in the train going back to my apartment and I started feeling so dizzy and like my heart was racing and like, oh, I just no. felt so like insane. And then I ended up going to the hospital and they're like, yeah, yeah. um, your iron is but the thing is that like, in the Netherlands, not to generalize everyone, they're very like nonchalant. Mm -hmm. So they were like, yeah, your iron is just low. But they didn't tell me when I checked, it was like a six or something. And I was like, whoa. So I have to stop being yeah. vegan and start adding more meat to my diet and taking supplements. And then yeah. I got better. But that's the thing is that yeah. some people will just jump into a whole different yeah. diet without doing their research like I did because I'm very impulsive. Mm -hmm. And things like that can happen. So it's really important yeah. to supplement your diet with the appropriate like yeah. vitamins and minerals. And so I think we're talking about the uh, prenatal postpartum, um, right? With yes. iron. Yeah, that's yes, how we got on our topic. So yeah, I just yeah. to add that story in because iron is really important. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, those minerals. Oh my God. Actually, do you need to like, ask something interesting about minerals? They said, I feel like so many vegan vitamin complexes have high zinc. That's a good point. Can you consume too much? Okay. Yes. So zinc too kind of like a lot of the other ones so the daily max like you don't like what you do not want to go over for zinc is 40 milligrams the daily needs for pregnancy is 11 and then i forgot what it is or no i think is it 16 for for pregnancy it's somewhere around there sorry i don't have like my stuff right in front of me yeah. and i wish i was like a library regular like, like, just like random facts like but I, I do remember like maxes sometimes so that does help but really the, the max really is 40 but that's good to know because a lot of supplements out there are like 50 yeah <laughs> and higher and like what the heck so i'm so glad you pointed that out nita because yeah you can't take too much zinc so um really like your zinc supplement like if you're if you're looking for a zinc supplement as a as a vegan or you see it in a vegan multivitamin it should just be around like 10 10 or 11 like that's good um and then pregnancy too, like 10 to 15, something like that. Um, your zinc needs to do go up during pregnancy though. 
So it is possible to take too much. So I'm actually really glad you asked that because that's like another one of those nutrients that you don't realize that we're like, like taking like excessive amounts of. Um, yeah. So yeah. And when I've taken zinc in the past, it used to hurt my stomach, so I never took it. But then I realized mm -hmm. that my body tolerates zinc by by glycinate better. Um, I was yes. taking zinc for my acne, and when I took the mm -hmm. zinc by glycinate, it didn't hurt my stomach. But then the other ones. Yeah were like really like messed me up like <laughs> I yes. was so nauseous yes that is such a good point so zinc and even iron too when they're yeah. in their oh chelated God, forms yes. yeah like when they're in their chelated forms they're so much more gentle on your stomach so the bisglycinate or iron chelate or zinc chelate like that's what you always want to go for um because the other ones are constipating yeah as ever and they just tear up your stomach and they're also not as well absorbed either so it's like you're going through all that turmoil just to like not absorb as much of it um and it's crazy because so pregnant people like they're already prone to constipation yeah. and all that and it frustrates me that so many um prenatal supplements they have that form of iron the ferrous sulfate and ferrous fumarate those really yeah. constipating ones i'm just like oh like why are you doing this for my mom is like oh my god i just i always feel for them so again if you're pregnant i'm looking for a good um prenatal just check that the iron is iron bisglycinate or chelated iron and not ferrous fumarate or ferrous sulfate because that will tear your stomach up yeah in high school i took iron on an empty stomach and i threw up and had to go home like, it literally is like that will really mess you up so yeah, yeah. And then she says, we love a cast iron skillet. Yes, I have one, but I actually don't really use it. And she's seen that iron fish also, but she said. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. do you need a hug? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That's so cute, right? <laughs> How yeah, I love it. Yeah, it is cute. How is it vegan food in the Netherlands? It was really good. Like, it was mm -hmm. honestly really easy to be vegan there because every, I feel mm -hmm. like every single restaurant in the Netherlands has a vegan um, menu that comes with their regular mm. menu that's and true. there's so many plant-based restaurants and vegan restaurants and vegetarian like places in the netherlands that i feel like mm. majority of the population there was plant-based or vegan so it was so easy to be vegan i actually worked at a vegan restaurant as, as a waitress and oh, before there, that's when i tried my first vegan burger yeah and it was i was shocked because yeah. i never thought that i would be into like vegan yeah. food but then when I went vegan for a little, the vegan food that I had there was so good. Like I had a vegan burger that was really good. It tasted like an actual, like real burger. And it was really good. And I had it with, I think, sweet potato fries. And then mm -hmm. there was a, a restaurant that was near my apartment called Club Fairs. And I stayed in The Hague in the Netherlands. It's like Den Haag. Wait, they have a hate too? Just like SF, like San Francisco has a hate? They have like The Hate? Wait, how do you spell it? The Hate, like... In San Francisco, it's H-A-I-T. It's short for oh, Hate Ashbury. That's like the no, hippie no, no. area. Um, <laughs> no, it's like H-A-G-U-E. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, so in English, it's the Hague, but then Dutch is like Den Haag, but I can't do that. Oh, so like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. But yeah, they have a restaurant there called Club Bears, oh. and they had these vegan pancakes, and I'm not even kidding till this day. I don't think I've had Does better it? pancakes in my life. Like, they were so Damn. moist. Yeah. And they were so good. Mm -hmm. So, like, definitely 100% recommend the vegan food in the Netherlands. Like, it yeah. was really, really good. Nice. For sure. Yeah. Have you been to Europe? Um, I actually have been to Amsterdam oh, you once, like, have? a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dang, I, I wish I would have made it to that pancake spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they did have a lot of, I mean, this was, like, 28... 20, 2018 or 2019, something, something yeah, around there. So, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So, like, vegan stuff was, like, I think definitely up and coming and more very popular. I just remember there was this one spot. It was, like, vegan Rasta, and it was so good. I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was so delicious. Like, I remember there was, like, one day where I was hung over, <laughs> and I was, like, I need their food. Like, I didn't want anything else, but, like, I got on my bike. The bike. <laughs> like, we're getting <laughs> everything is like bikeable yeah but i was like yeah i need I, like that i just say that just to show like how delicious their food was like i'm going i'm taking a, a bike hung over just to get another yeah. <laughs> another dish they were so, so good oh my god yeah. it was like rasta <laughs> vegan i think if you just type in rasta vegan amsterdam they're probably the only one that comes up okay okay good to know 
And my cousin, hi Renee, she says vegan food is great once people give it a chance. Yeah, it is really good. So true. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Before we get into agreed. the, oh sorry, I need to cut you off, it, it lags a little bit. Um, before we get into the questions about Reiki, I actually want to ask you, because I know some people ask me, um, what do you feel about like sea moss for iodine? Because I know it's not like a widely mm -hmm. referred supplement in America, but at least for me, like I'm Caribbean, mm -hmm. I'm a Caribbean, and um, sea moss is a part of our culture, so it's a part mm -hmm. of like some of our dishes, and we make food and drinks from sea moss, and then Americans kind of just took it and ran with it once they heard about it from Dr. Seti. But everyone has like different opinions on it, and some people are saying that it's not as beneficial as we think it is, but then other people are still standing by it. So like, what's mm -hmm. your opinion on it? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a huge one. So sea moss in general, I feel like it is a nutritious food. The thing is, um, I have tried to find research on it and I just really haven't. So yeah. it could also, and, and that doesn't, that doesn't negate its nutritional quality because again, you know, you for sure know this, that, um, the western the western medical world is you know heavily eurocentric central eurocentric so that is not a food that has been you know valued for research that doesn't mean that it doesn't have those nutrients right yeah. um but because like one of the biggest claims that I, you see everywhere is that it has 92 the 100 whatever yeah. minerals your body needs and like years ago i was trying to like really try to find like some actual pubmed studies that show like an actual nutrient breakdown of this and I could not find a single one. The only thing I could find was sea moss lumped into a study of like other different mosses, but yeah. there was no actual nutritional profile. So I'm not doubting that it um, has, that it's very nutrient dense. I just have not yet come across um, like such a clear breakdown. Now that it is getting so much popularity, girl, I saw that at Whole Foods, okay? Yeah, yeah me too. Whole Foods, Whole Foods. I know, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> Somebody introduced Becky to Sea Moss. Somebody introduced. Her. I know. I saw that too. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. So I mean, now that it's become so much more mainstream, it's possible that now there will be some research money towards it. We might be able to yeah, find those papers so, yeah. where we we have some like some validated stuff. Um. So along with that, even when I go on the USDA, there's like the USDA food database. I still haven't been able to find like such a thorough breakdown where it shows me how much iodine is in sea moss so i still can't like verifiably say like yes this is a good source yeah. of iodine um i can just i can only just trust that it's a good that it's a, nu a nutrient dense food because it is a moss it is a yeah, kind of um, it, it is like soluble fiber yeah, yeah so it's and it's also um i was gonna say like soluble fiber it's it's still like gelatinous like it's good for thickening things and whatnot yeah. like it's it's still nonetheless a new a nutritious food i just um i just don't have the information to say like yeah it has x amount like you, if in this amount of tablespoons you'll get this many micrograms of iodine or whatever so that's the only thing there so i don't think it's a bad food i wouldn't stay away from it um yeah. i just i'm cautious about saying that it's going to give you like this much iodine or this much whatever because i just haven't seen that yet um but then again like like i said i don't doubt that it's there like yeah no that makes a lot of sense okay mm -hmm. so i'm going to okay so we have three more questions so the i guess the third to last one is if that's how you say it can anyone go vegan yeah absolutely so i hear just i think this kind of makes me think of like people who have like a knee-jerk reaction to being like a vegan diet such as um Maybe they have GI issues, right? Yeah. Like they, there are a lot of vegetables that they can't eat, or maybe they follow keto, yeah. right? And they, they're like, I can't eat that many carbs. Um, but I would say essentially anyone could go vegan. Um, for those people who have those, you know, more specific needs, it might take a little bit more intricate planning, but I would say it's definitely possible. Um, now I also do recognize that as much as it would be great for more people to eat more plants and go totally plant-based, like I really don't think every single person in the world is going to become vegan. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, the more plants that people can eat, like if they're eating 50% more plants than they were yesterday, I feel like that's still a win for sure. So um, for folks who are like playing with the idea and feeling a bit hesitant, I just, 
encourage them to like not look at it as like so black and white like either i'm vegan or i'm yeah. not if you can be 75 percent of the way that's still awesome too and i actually didn't yeah. even realize that like i mean we did talk about like what is veganism and stuff but if you can just quickly like name a few benefits of going vegan oh absolutely so you age slower <laughs> that's a big yes. one <laughs> <laughs> right um that's why everyone is chasing because i mean by eating so if you're following a healthy vegan diet, right? So by eating simply like more fiber, more plants, more different types of um, phytonutrients, so that so basically having more color in your diet, more antioxidant yeah. foods, um, that's less inflammation. You're exposed to less AGEs, and so AGE stands for advanced glycation oh. end products, and it is a really ironic acronym <laughs> because like AGEs literally make you age faster. And so these are things that um, are basically produced after we consume certain foods. And the top sources of AGEs are meat. So chicken, grilled chicken, hot dogs, bacon, beef, even fish, like poached, yeah. um, sorry, broiled, not poached, but broiled fish. So it's basically meat that's cooked at high heat temperature. So anything barbecued, anything grilled, like those things are literally making you age faster, like on a cellular level. And it comes out in your wrinkles, it comes out in inflammation and uh, risk of chronic disease development. So that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, um, really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a huge one. So less inflammation, so reducing your risk of all kinds types of chronic diseases. So type yeah. 2 diabetes is a really big one, but even heart disease, which is still like the number one killer for decades. Um, chronic kidney disease as well even to a certain degree cognitive decline i haven't looked so so deeply into that yeah. but there is like correlation there yeah that, like um, more for sure. diet. yeah so definitely lots of health benefits um absolutely even for your gut health yeah like, people are always like oh fiber is so our gut health is so popular now and i don't know if everyone realizes that fiber is so crucial to a healthy gut and on top of that Fiber only comes from plants. It does not exist in animal food. Yeah. It does not exist in eggs. Like, scientifically not possible. Like, you could only get plant fiber from yeah. plants. Yeah. So, want to keep your gut happy, eat more plants. Yeah, that's very true. And I've been promoting that a lot since I focus on mental health. So the more plants you eat, the more antioxidants, and then the more, well, the less inflammation, and then the better your gut. I mean, that your gut. Well, your gut, yes, but and also your brain health. So yeah, I also like to promote uh, all different plant foods as well. Um, yeah, so I don't want to rush into the next topic, but um, I do want to obviously touch upon it because I really was excited about this topic specifically because I really love. Um, well, I've, I've been very much into spirituality and things like that. So yeah. if you guys don't know, Delilah is a Reiki healer. So if you can explain what Reiki is and how you tie it to nutrition. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Reiki is a type of energy healing. And so I like to describe it as, you know, we have our physical body that we are so familiar with and we have ways to heal it, right? So to, for example, you're just talking about digestion. You have digestive issues, you go to a gastroenterologist. That's a doctor who specializes on that. You have issues with your uterus, you go to a gynecologist, right? So Reiki is a type of energy healing that works on your non-physical body, your spirit body. Some people call it a spirit, a soul, whatever that is. And so just the same way that our physical body has all these different parts to it and, it, you know, things get out of whack and they need healing, same thing with our spirit body. Um, there are different words for it in different systems. So chakras is a really common word that yeah. a lot of folks might have heard. That's one way to describe. Um, there are also different meridians. That's another way to describe traditional Chinese medicine. It's all the same thing to describe just different like sections in our non-physical energy body. So Reiki as a form of energy healing is a way to support those non-physical parts of your body. Yeah. And it's really, it's really important because um, that non-physical part of you, that soul, that spirit, whatever you want to call it, it's the part of you that keeps you alive that you can't describe with yeah. words usually, right? Like there's something that makes your heart beat, right? Like yeah. there's something that makes makes you breathe um and it permeates all throughout your life so whatever is going on at the deepest level in your spirit body is going to manifest on your physical body so that can be chronic pain in certain parts of your body that could be emotional distress mental issues um bad habits addictions like all of that permeates 
from at the deepest core your your spirit body so that's why energy healing is so important because it affects the way you show up in terms of your relationship with food yeah yeah for sure i was never into it up until this year um i was dealing with a lot of like going through like a breakup and i was trying to heal mm -hmm. my attachment style and then i got into like feminine energy which i never even knew about in my whole entire life like the the difference mm -hmm. between like feminine masculine energy and then i got into like different spirituality like mm -hmm. energy healing techniques mm -hmm. i worked on a list of things i wanted to try and i did yeah. try reiki and i absolutely loved it like i it was so crazy because the lady um i should have asked it i should have invited her to this call actually um she was she i told her like my backstory she basically fell on my throat chakra was blocked and so mm -hmm. she did a lot of work around like trying to unblock it so that and for those who do not know that means that like you kind of have like a suppressed voice throughout your life it can mean other things mm -hmm. i'm sure um, but for me, that was what it is, is that I dealt with um, a suppression on my voice for throughout my life. And then when she did the work to, like, help me unclear it through her, like, the Reiki that she did, mm -hmm. later that week, I confronted someone that I needed to confront after years of not confronting them out of nowhere. Like, I just got wow. the energy and, like, the motivation to confront them for someone that they were doing for me for years. And it, it came out of nowhere. Like, literally out of nowhere. It was so insane. So, like, I truly do believe in, like, the healing power of Reiki and other energy healing techniques. Yeah. And I wanted to also ask you, mm -hmm. how did you, like, how did you start getting into that? And like, how yeah. has it changed your life, basically? So I've always been pretty spiritual, spiritually inclined since forever. I've just always been very drawn to the, you know, the non-seen part of life. Um, but I never quite mixed that in with my career and work life. Yeah, Not for a very long time. So I've always been like fascinated by chakras and meditation, but I never, I never thought to like combine that with my work life. And it wasn't until um, actually after I became a dietitian. So I was like registered, passed exams, did I started working. Um, I was very, very unfulfilled and just uh, like I was like, this is kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here, but okay, like what's going on here? Like I just I felt like I wasn't really getting to the core of it. Like when I was working with clients. Um, I was teaching them about all the fiber to eat, this, this, and that, but I just felt like this is just not, I could put my finger on it. There's just, something is not being addressed here because I feel like we're just going in circles. Yeah. So I kind of like started searching for like, okay, what can I do to like help clients more? And I just, I knew it wasn't like an old Western solution. Like I knew it wasn't going to be more lab tests and all that. Um, and so I kind of like just started veering off into the spiritual realm. And so actually, I initially, um, I, I thought about Reiki, it kind of just like popped into my head. And it's funny, because I, I had already heard of Reiki before, like a long time ago, and I can't remember when, but I remember just kind of quickly brushing it off, like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah, me too, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> like, there's always a right time for something. Like, I just was not yeah. ready to see that at that moment. Um, I was like, but I started to like look into it more. Like, this could be something interesting, like energy healing, getting to the deeper part of someone. Okay. So I just found some kind of like Reiki share group. I went there only once, and this guy recommended a book called Anatomy of the Spirit. And it was amazing. And I was like, that is what I want to do. So essentially, um, the woman who wrote this book, Carolyn Miss. Yeah, it's a really, really good book. It's called Anatomy of the Spirit, and the author is Carolyn Miss, but it's spelled M-Y-S-S -S instead of the typical M-I-S-S. Anywho, like this whole book just takes you through each chakra, and she is um, actually not a regular. She's a medical intuitive. So that is essentially a person who, for lack of a better word, is a psychic, right? And they have a deeper insight to the energetic, spiritual, um roots of whatever ailment you're going through right and okay. so she, it's like a whole book of just case studies and stories of like different people she went through and how and she organized it by the seven chakras um grouping people into different elements that connected to, to those different chakras and i was like oh and so after i read that i was like oh my god i want to do this but with food this is, this is yeah. amazing um that so was like hooked and that that kind of took me off the path took me towards the path of learning more about medical intuition and just pretty much like tapping into my intuitive abilities and psychic abilities. And then, um, then I kind of like circled back to Reiki. I was like, okay, how can I like tie in 
Reiki and like these new intuitive abilities that I've um, started started to gather. And um, then I took like a Reiki training because I needed a way to facilitate that. Basically, like Reiki yeah. is a way for me to like facilitate like all that intuitive knowledge because you can be with someone and like pick up on intuitive things. You, you can do a reading, like you can do a reading. But I was like, how do I like facilitate this into healing? Because to do a reading is not the same thing as healing, right? right? Like I could, right? Like I could read you and be like, okay, to hear like this is that is going on. I'm getting this and that message, but it's not a healing, right? I'm just giving you this information. So that's where the Reiki came in because I was like, I want to actually heal. Like this is great information, but I want to like heal this person. So then um, Reiki came to me as like a way to actually transmit healing. Um, so I did all that jazz and I was like, all right, how does this tie into food now? Like <laughs> I to all the pieces together. And, um, I realized that such a big part of nutrition is behavior change yeah. and how we show yeah. up yes, yeah. and our relationship with food. And so then that just completely changed my whole approach because now whenever I start with a new client, we always start with a Reiki session. And oh, that nice. Really, That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like our first session is like 45 minutes of Reiki before we go into actual like nutrition counseling because it helps to unearth these like deeper thoughts and like negative, you know, like just negative things we're playing that are kind of going on um, that are affecting how they take care of themselves, like their self-worth, things like that. Um, so I'll, I'll just like do a Reiki session and um We'll send the healing. And then since I've done a lot of intuitive practice, um, I'll share like whatever messages came through. And then we'll like talk about whatever they're comfortable talking about. And I'll, we'll talk about like how that shows up in terms of like how they eat and the shame and the guilt and all that, like that tends to come, come to the forefront after the Reiki session. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Honestly, I, oh my gosh. I can definitely see myself doing that one day. Um, Cause I realized that like, yeah. Now that I'm more into like spirituality, I because I've never really been in like in touch with my own intuition. Like I've I've been very closed off to that from being in flight or fight mode my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm more in touch with my yeah. intuition, I can read people better now. And mm -hmm. like whenever like I talk to people, I can kind of I, I, I like I can read them now. Like mm -hmm. not like fully, but like it's so like I can tell who's in like a scarcity mindset versus who mm -hmm. like has an abundance mindset yeah. and like how they like I just it's so interesting now yeah. I can tell who like yeah. really drains my energy and who doesn't mm -hmm. so it's like it's so interesting because it's so overlooked for a lot of people yeah. and they just think that oh it's like this woo woo and like whatever but like it seriously is like so significant and like really important especially when it comes to because nutrition is a lot of mind like mindset work that needs to be done and behavioral change so today when I had a client um, I went through some mindset work with her first. I told her we need to address mm -hmm. your mindset before or in combination with the nutrition because yes, I can help you with your nutrition, but you you need some mindset work as well to get through some of the limiting beliefs that you have and to you know really heal your energy. So I think that's extremely cool and really important that you do that in the beginning of your session. So that's really cool. And then I wanted to add. So I know that you just said that you do it before you meet with your clients in a session, mm -hmm. but like for others, like how can they incorporate it into like a healing journey? Like, can they mm -hmm. do it every day, once a week? And it doesn't matter whether it's virtual versus in person. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Reiki, so energy healing is not confined by time or space at all. So whether you're receiving a Reiki session, um, in person or virtually, it will still work the same. I like to describe it as prayer. So, you know, you pray for people, people who pray, like they pray for people that are not in the room with them all the time. Yeah. It's on the exact wavelength. So it definitely works virtually. Um, and then, wait, sorry, what else did you say? Is something else. And I, um, but, um, I would say how can it be incorporated into the journey? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so, I would say, I mean, as far as just like even just tapping into your own intuition, like say maybe you're not at the stage where you want to actually book a Reiki session, you could um, start out with shameless plug. I have a seven day vegan mind body reset where oh, I actually really? take people through. Yeah, and it's like a free download on my website. And I take people like step by step just through a simple seven days where I um, explain each chakra 
and then I explain like what that meat like how that how issues in that chakra show up in your life so with the root chakra scarcity issues insecurity abandonment issues um how that shows up in your daily life and also how that shows up in terms of food so scarcity issues with food feeling like you're not gonna have enough food or feeling like yeah. you're gonna for hoarding um and then i'll also share yeah and I'll also share like they're different foods so food is vibrational just like we are right yeah so the foods that we eat affect our vibration so each chakra has different foods that correlate to that vibration so with the root um the color of it is red so red foods gravitate towards it so oh, nice. wow. yeah so your beets and all beets raspberries but even root vegetables carrots potatoes all that good stuff um for all the way up to like all, all of them pretty much like they have different foods like your sacral chakra um, fluids like waters and teas are very nourishing for that so you could also kind of just start by maybe focusing on each chakra and like eating foods that really nourish it and start to see if you notice a difference as well um but yeah but baby steps for sure that is honestly so cool i actually did not know that at all so i'm definitely gonna look into that it's on your your instagram on your website you said yeah yeah, yeah it's the free it's on my link tree it's the free um vegan seven free seven day vegan mind body reset so okay just, cool okay like i'm definitely gonna look into that yeah so yeah i'm just telling like even um but yeah i think it's a big one once people realize that food is vibrational and that the food that they're eating actually affects their vibration i think that's like that's a big um light bulb moment that can, that keeps people moving forward yeah i feel like i just had like a moment too i need to really look at what um at your i'm sorry i forgot the name of it but i'm gonna go and look at it um Sometime probably this weekend, so I can start like incorporating that, like eating foods for the different chakras. So that yeah, honestly, like that's so cool. I'm like really excited about that. <laughs> so I'm gonna look into that. Okay, and then the last thing is just if we well we did basically give general tips, but um, if you want to just wrap up like some general starter tips for going vegan and for starting Reiki healing, and then tell people mm -hmm. where they can find you and your supplement again for those who may have missed in the beginning yeah absolutely so in terms of you know going vegan um i always tell people take baby steps uh, depending upon like what your diet is right now you know n upwards of 95 percent of american adults do not eat enough fiber yeah and when you go vegan you're eating all fiber and if you do like an overnight cold turkey that huge influx of fiber into your system can actually be a little bit um, uncomfortable. So people, it can be gassy, having sonograms. So definitely baby steps, like gradually introduce more plants into your diet um, so that you don't, so you don't upset your stomach. I mean, also more water too. When you eat more fiber, drink more water. So I say just, just baby steps. Start with a couple things. Maybe just the, the non-dairy milk spray, and then like maybe one vegan day a week um and then also aside from that like to incorporate it with your healing journey um pay attention to that inner critic that inner the food police yeah. that, that is you so you do not have to be on a diet to be affected by diet culture so i've met some people they're like oh, i'm not on a diet i don't do that crazy stuff but the whole time though they have all these crazy rules like yeah. i don't eat after right or i don't eat this combined with that so investigate those food rules that you have going on and kind of like see like what what's the like why can't you eat after seven yeah why can't you eat these <laughs> these uh, foods together and so that's like that's a good place to start as well that will kind of help um get the soul searching uh started um and then as far as reiki you know you can, you can book a session you can book a session with me or really anyone that you feel drawn to i say when it comes to energy healing, you want to feel a connection to whoever you're booking with. Yeah. Um, so that it's kind of like finding a therapist, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to feel comfortable with whoever. Um, so whether it's me or someone else you find online, maybe like just reach out to them or maybe even follow them online for a bit, see if you have a good vibe about them. And there's no preparation for Reiki. Um, it's kind of like, I guess we didn't really talk about like what really happens during a session, but during a session, whether it's in person or virtual, you're usually just lying down 
And it's like that final pose in the yoga class, the final yeah. sadhana. Um, it, it's like you're in a meditation, a deep meditation. It could be 30 minutes, it could be an hour. Um, but as far as like jumping into Reiki, you can kind of just, whenever you feel ready to do that level of soul searching, you book a session for sure. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, but yeah. thank you so much, Delilah. And how can people find you and your supplement again? Yes, yeah, so I am Remedy by Delilah online. That's just me, Delilah, my dietitian page where I share different nutrition tips and such. Um, although lately I've been more focused on my supplements. So my supplements are called Bisa Wellness. It's B I S A Wellness. And you can find me on all platforms under Bisa Wellness. So also on TikTok as well. And also that's the name of my website. And I'm always like sharing different little tips about supplements and things like that. Um, since we're new, if you're, you, you know, putting your first time order, you can get 10% off your first order with the code new 10. So go ahead and definitely take advantage of that. Um, but yeah, stay tuned, join our journey. We're still growing. We're a little business out here in San Diego, but we're growing, growing continuously. So I'd be happy if you joined us. Nice, nice. Thank you so much for joining me today, Delilah. And thank you for all of the information provided about veganism and, um, and being a Reiki healer. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me to care. This is a great conversation. Sure. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> I learned so much about like the Reiki that I didn't know about. So I'm really interested in learning about it afterwards. So awesome. thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Take thank care. You. Have a good day. Bye, thank everyone. You. Bye.